up, guys? You're listening to the very first ever episode of the Niagara Moon podcast. I'm Thomas. Um, I am quite sick. I have a cold. Uh, my voice does not normally sound like this, um, but I'm getting better, and this is just something I've wanted to start doing for a while. I had the time today, so you know what? I'm just going just gonna to start it. Um, and uh, next week, my voice will sound totally different, probably. But um, this is the Niagara Moon podcast. I used to host a different podcast called Talking About the Passion, where I interviewed other musicians, and it was mainly um, featuring them, their stories, and playing their songs. Uh, and I do want to have uh, guests on this podcast, but, um, you know doing it myself, kind of setting the tone myself uh, for what I want this to be and have it more oriented towards um, you guys who are fans of Niagara Moon. That just seemed to make a lot more sense, kind of hit the reset button and, um, you know, figure out what kind of show would be most interesting for you guys. And um, so that said, in the future, I do want to have guests um, really I can take this in any direction I want, um, you know, play songs that I'm working on or kind of, uh, things I started and never finished, but might be fun to share in this, uh, in this podcast, whatever. I mean, it's really going to be, um, trial and error, just kind of figuring out what's interesting. So thankfully, um, I wrote to every one of, uh, of you and asked about what I should talk about, you know, how to make this not a total boring slog fest. And um, got a lot of interesting responses from you guys. So I think today's episode is just going to be um, answering some questions or just touching on topics that uh, you brought up. Since I, again, I just, as I uh, figure out how to do this, I just want to make it as interesting for you as possible. So feedback is great. Um, so I'm sitting here on a, uh, on a weekday morning, one of my days off from work, which is good cause I'm pretty sick anyway. And, um, if you hear a hum in the background, that's our ancient heater. It's a, uh, oh, it's starting to get sunny now. It was pretty gloomy this morning, pretty cold. Um, Massachusetts, January. It's not as cold as it was last year though. That was a brutal it's like average of 15 degrees Fahrenheit for two months solid. That sucks. It's it's a lot better this year. It's more like Seattle winter, just kind of gray, but at least it's like warmer most of the time. Anyway, um, so let's get started with uh, some stuff you guys wanted me to talk about. I don't know if any of you are comfortable or not comfortable with me using your first name. Um, so I'm just going to say your initials for now. Um, so JMB, uh, brought up a couple things he wanted me to, uh, address. Um, he is, uh, interested in why the guitar has kind of gone away in terms of popular music, you know, rock, Led Zeppelin, you know, any guitar-oriented band, uh, Guns N' Roses, Bon Jovi, that was like the thing once upon a time. But um, 
you know, guitar is thought of as uh, kind of passe. I guess it's kind of a niche thing now, right? Like, if you're really into guitar music, there's still plenty of bands out there that feature guitar and, and guitarists, but, uh, you know, guitar rock bands are not uh, dominating the top 40 necessarily. Um, so with that, he wanted me to kind of talk about uh, the new pop music. <laughs> um, I never listen to radio. Um, I'm very selective about what I listen to. A lot of the stuff I'm going to be interested in and want to listen to is not uh, featured very prominently, I would say. Um, and by that, I mean it's not like in ads everywhere. It's not what's, um, you know, the bands I like that are current or the artists that I enjoy that are, you know, they're a 2019 artist. You know, they're not really famous or anything, not particularly. So I'm not, I, I don't know a lot of pop songs and I kind of like to keep it that way in terms of uh, pop songs from now. I'm, I'm a snob, you know. Um, so I'm actually going to have to go ahead and look up top 40 songs. I, I don't know what's trending. So let's, uh, let's do a little Google search here. Let's look at the Billboard Top 100. This is literally something I've never done before. Um, number one is a band called, ah, uh, it just started auto-playing. I hate when it does that. That hurt my ears. Um, number one is a band called Halsey. Uh, when I first saw it, I thought it said Haley. Um, and that was a song that just started blasting in my ears. It sounded like I would expect a song on here to sound, um, Pop, as far as I can make out, like the real, the top of the pop music, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, and then like trap, whatever's trending in hip hop and rap. I'm horribly out of touch when it comes to that stuff now. But um, what's like the biggest deal of that music? That's like the vocals and not drums, not real drums, but like synthetic drums and like synthesizers basically or like digital sounding like noise not even like 80s synthesizers like this new just totally computer generated sort of melodic noise sound um it seems like all the sounds all the instruments that you're going to hear on the best selling songs of today they're artificial completely like you don't think of like people in a room playing that music but also that's not like the point it's supposed to be as like loud and like in your face and attention grabbing and just like overwhelming as possible like an IMAX um, like digital sound experience with every song and all the drums you know are not meant to sound like real drums um, so in, back to like why guitar is more passe now, it's like how would you put an instrument like guitar into that in a way that would fit? If people want to hear like, you know, something that's obviously totally made in a computer with like every sound poured over with all the latest technology, like guitar would seem out of place there. Like it's too human, it's too 
inherently you have to like have a human being like playing strings and then like there's that's too um there's too many steps versus like a keyboard into a computer playing like state-of-the-art like digitally created sounds so that's i'm kind of rambling this is already getting a lot longer than i thought it would be but um it's too human it's too natural it would kind of take you out of like this digital neon sign blasting your face that is modern pop music so that's kind of one side of it i think the other part of it is if you're like a guitar guy if you play guitar and you want to hear music that features like cool guitar and riffs and like power chords and you want to you just you want the guitar the way we are going to normally think of like classic guitar music there's like from the 50s to the 90s slash early 2000s you have so much classic guitar music you have so many bands to dig into um and it, that's not even necessarily like my favorite kind of music but like where do you go from metallica where do you go from led zeppelin where do you go from you know just black sabbath just pick the guitar oriented band of your choice that's like indisputably classic like how could anything today possibly compete in that specific arena like i think it's just it's tied to that time and that like point in the music industry i don't anything trying to emulate those sorts of bands today on that level like toe for toe i it would just i don't know i feel like it's just it can only be in that era just the way things were back then with the crazy budgets and all the drugs and the like i mean that's what hard rock to me it's like guns and roses how could you possibly have a guns and roses today that like doesn't seem like it's just trying too hard um yeah i don't i don't see it i think there's a lot again i try to um stay up to date with the kind of music that i like that's going on now and there are tons of great bands out there but um if it is guitar music it's just not going to be the kind of guitar music that would catch on with uh, a mainstream audience i would think and you know whatever so be it i mean look at the songs that are trending here up next you got I mean, no offense to anybody if you actually like this kind of music, but like if you're a music nerd and you really get into playing instruments, I mean, chances are a lot of this just isn't going to do anything for you. Cardi B, Ariana Grande, like it's the kind of stuff where music is like number five on that person's list of like important th components of their career. Like it's, um, they're, they're media icons and, and uh, brands and like, they start by calling themselves a musician, but like they only have so much time to uh, be innovative with music. I mean, the Beatles really were in the studio all the time. Eventually, they couldn't even tour anymore. They were just in the studio so much because they were focusing on the craft of music. Um, you know, that doesn't lend itself to doing so many, you know, press appearances and. Um, like multi-million dollar production 
uh, live shows and guys, I'm talking out of my ass with all this stuff. So don't try to <laughs> think I'm, I'm too, um, too knowledgeable. I'm just, uh, giving my uninformed opinion with this, but yeah, to, to really, uh, to sum this up, the music industry on the mainstream level is so different now. I don't think there, uh, you can't have a band of the past exist in the, um, in the mainstream music world. But you know what? There's still a lot of people out there that appreciate music outside of what is mainstream. So um, I think that's the most more encouraging thing to focus on. So I'll leave it at that for now. Thank you, uh, JMB. And um, person fan of ours with the initials TK um, was interested in this podcast being a way to talk about real-life topics and life's difficulties, of which there are certainly many. Excuse me, that was gross. Um, yes, um, that is something I have definitely in the last year tried to touch on with my own music more, um, as I appreciate more and more that music is kind of like a coping me mechanism for people to deal with, um, you know, emotional stress or difficult things going on in their day-to-day -day life. Um, I think it's really valuable as that sort of resource. Um, it's my own life. What's difficult for me? I mean, I consider myself pretty lucky, pretty darn lucky in the grand scheme of things. Um, I don't have any medical issues, for one. Like, that's something people can really take for granted. Um, I don't have any mental health, significant mental health issues. Um, you know, I that's right off the bat that's not something I have to worry about but um, I work at a doctor's office and uh, you know life can just throw a lot at you that um, it just takes a lot of patience and gumption to to deal with maybe that sounds kind of corny but um, financial pressure that's huge for people um, fortunately you know I have to work I'm not a trust fund guy but at the same time, you know, I was fortunate to have a pretty good upbringing. I don't have any student loans. Um, that's a huge issue for people my age. That's call. I don't get me started on the college system. I could definitely go off on that for a later episode. Um, so yeah, that's a um, definitely something I wanna wanna keep in mind going forward with this. Just uh, it's a little too general and broad for me to come up with stuff right off the top, but um, it's definitely something I'll be thinking about, um, trying to understand what's going on in the world and, um, you know, what's difficult for other people. What's, you know, because it's easy for me to just be in music land, Niagara Moon land, focusing on my own stuff and kind of block out other people's issues, and that's not always the, um, the healthy thing to do the well-informed thing to do so um for sure tk um let's definitely stay in touch about that um here's someone uh dv again a fan with the initials dv uh they have a few different questions for me what led me to the sound that i have um they find it to be uh or they described it as indie with some hippie vibes <sighs> you know that's seems fair and uh what kind of inspiration do I get from my songs? Where, where do my songs come from? Um, so I think 
a big part of the sound that I have is um, the fact that I've made a conscious effort to listen to so much different music and try to take in as much as I can, kind of um, experiment with so many different influences. Um, one thing I'm conscious of is uh, some artists, they idolize just one hero of theirs. They have like one go-to, like, I want to sound like this person. Um, this is what I'm about. And that's like their North Star, and they only focus on that. And their original flavor can't come through, but it's like, it's clear that, oh, this is if you have the Beatles plus um, David Bowie, you combine those two in some particular combination, you get this artist. Um, that's something I think about a lot. And in my case, um, I just find it interesting. I mean, the Beatles, I'm not going to lie, the Beatles are huge for me. That's like most of what I listened to growing up. That's the stuff that I heard up until middle school was mainly Beatles CDs. That's forever drilled into my brain. But what I really liked about the Beatles and what a lot of other people like about the Beatles is they did so many different things. They tried so many different styles, um, but it still has their flavor. So that's big for me, that idea. Um, mixing my own like natural tendencies with like the desire to always push to try to so do something new. Um, Sometimes to a fault, I think my uh, one of my recent albums, uh, Back to Something New, is all over the place in that way. I mean, maybe that's kind of interesting for you guys, but uh, yeah, something to be said for cohesion, but also just like, you know, always wanting to, uh, to try something new, learn something more. Um, that being said, I am all about the melody. That's number one for me. I mean, other music, it's all about the groove, the lyrics, um, the technicality, I mean, you name it. But for me, uh, what's most important to me is a song that feels like it's constructed and composed well. Excuse me. I'm going to hit the pause button for a second while I get a glass of water, and then I'll be right back. And with that, here I am back again to ramble at you a little longer. So, blah, 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 yeah, I, uh, the Beatles are huge, um, the idea of, you know, not being afraid to just, depending on the song, if the song calls for something that feels like it's outside of your comfort zone, just still going for it, um, and experimenting, yeah, melody, like, whatever I do has to service the melody, um, so that means I'm not going to get too caught up in my own technical ability. Uh, I do everything to, to service the song. That's kind of what people would say. Um, there's that, and um, my ears are sensitive. I'm sensitive to noises and, like, stressful sounds, loud sounds. I'm not going to do, like, aggressive music. I don't have it in me. I'm not angry in that way. I don't have that fire. Um, this is just not what I'm about. I like kind of laid back behind the scenes a little bit. Um, I'm not a party guy, kind of quiet, but, you know, I like humor, so that definitely factors into stuff. Um, inspiration for songs, how would I, uh, 
describe that. Um, as I continue to develop as a songwriter, it's more and more important to me the idea of connecting real life or things that matter to me or just something of substance with what I decide that a song is about or what the uh, the theme is. It's just, you know, thinking more about music and lyrics as serving a purpose. So, and I, I'm not um, really a writer. I'm not a fiction writer. I don't write poetry. I'm not really creative in that way. I only write lyrics um, or think of words, again, to service the melody, um, to service a song. Uh, but so, and I, you know, what am I thinking about normally? I'm thinking about other people. I'm thinking about the world around me. Um, I'm thinking about stuff that's going to be important to me, uh, interpersonal relationships, friends of mine, um, you know, work, just life in general. So everyday life, you know, that's, that's what's going to be on my mind. So that's what ends up uh, making it into my songs. Um, it's kind of the best way I can put it for now. If we want to break it down song by song, I can probably describe that in a more interesting way. But I will leave it off for now with that. Um, JB, not to be confused with JMB, um, wanted me to talk about music industry and development the music industry is a glorious subject of conversation, isn't it? Um, so, sorry for the snipples, guys. Um, I do not want to participate in the music industry in the traditional way. Um, not only do I not really understand it, it's like, what do you hear about it nowadays? Um... Everyone is streaming. No one, not a lot of people are buying physical products. Um, just artists across the board uh, are living in a different uh, landscape than things might have been 20, 30 years ago. It's a lot less glamour. It's a lot less success. Um, and I think that is fine, ultimately. Uh, I think the model of yesterday was... You had a megastar, and there was a huge amount of money being made, but it was all being taken by, uh, you name it, you know, the corporate types, management, um, just other kind of, depending on their role, kind of parasites around the attraction, if that makes any sense. Um, a lot of artists got screwed out of all this uh, wealth that should have been theirs. And it wasn't always that bad, but um, I think rather than me blindly trying to find some position in like this outdated understanding of the music industry, I want to take any everything into my own hands um, for multiple reasons. I mean, I'm not about to move to New York or L.A. Um, I'm not really interested in the idea of touring a ton. It'd be nice if I could 
find a way to do it that worked for me um, one day from now if I, uh, if I had enough of a following. But I really want this whole music pursuit to just fit naturally into the, uh, the flow of my, my day-to-day normal life. Um, I don't want to be a star. I don't want to be famous. And uh, I feel like the music industry, when it's not just you or the, a small team that you create, when it's not just you putting it all together yourself, using the, the tools you have now and just kind of making your own way. When it's not that, um, the traditional record labels, the traditional industry is only interested in finding superstars uh, like Ariana Grande and Katy Perry and other people I mentioned earlier. That's where the money is. It's not a lot of in-between uh, between the megastars with the... Uh, the 360 deal where the label, you know, might have a piece of everything. It's not a lot of stuff going on between that and just the small town, coin tumble, uh, DIY artists. A lot of my favorite artists that are active now, it's a very small affair. Um, they might be on a label like Sub Pop, which, uh, you know, will help you in terms of their connections. And, you know, a lot of this stuff I don't really understand. I'm not really the best guy to ask about how the music industry works, but it's it's all small-scale stuff, really. So I don't know if that answers your question or quite what the question was, but um, if you ask me why I am trying to do everything myself, ideally... One day I'd, uh, I'd find a manager or a creative director or someone else to, uh, to help me out and work with me as a team. But if you ask me why I'm just doing stuff on my own and doing the DIY route, I just don't see doing it any other way, at least any other way that would work for me and the kind of lifestyle I want to have. So um, how many more questions do we got here? I think I'll do a few more one person in particular had a lot of great questions, but I think given how long this is running already, I'll save that for uh, the next episode. Um, but moving on to LM, they asked me what got, uh, what got me into music and how did Huimin and I meet? Huimin uh, being my girlfriend and uh, the other singer of Niagara Moon. She sings uh, harmony with me on a couple of our most recent songs and we also uh perform together a lot you've probably seen at least one of our videos on facebook but uh, to answer your first question what got me into music i don't know i'm not very good at being self-reflexive but uh the beatles just being super into the world that they created through their songs i remember that being huge for me in my childhood and I've always wanted to be a creative person. Just the idea of making something from nothing. And it's like a whole world that you can control. And just that form of self-expression. That was always interesting to me, at least on like a subconscious level from when I was really little. Um, and I would try to make home movies or try to write a novel. Um, and we're talking when I was, you know, in grade school. So these were you know, just kind of ridiculous little kid things to do. And nothing stuck except for 
my mom had me do classical piano lessons starting at age eight after uh, she saw me just fiddling around on the piano uh, that used to be at a church that I went to for a couple of years. Um, story for another day. I'm not particularly religious, but um, so she saw me fiddling around on this piano, got me into classical piano lessons. Um, I had an awesome teacher who I will, I guess, talk about in a different episode. But I started with that, and then a few years later, I realized I didn't give a crap about classical music, and it was really demanding. But I wasn't just about to swear it off altogether, so for a while I was learning improv, and then I got into jazz, ba ba da ba da um, electronic for a while, which again is another story for another time. But, you know, eventually came to realize, again, I'm about songwriting, I'm about melody, um, I'm about Beatlesy sort of stuff. So that's when that sort of solidified for me about, uh, well, around the time I was like 17 or 18. But so if you ask me what got into music, just being forced to learn uh, piano at a young age, and fortunately that gave me this eternal gift of being able to play an instrument and sing at the same time, uh, which is really important for me. And when I was 12, a family friend gave me an iPod. And at first I was like, oh, I don't need an iPod. I have a few CDs. I don't like this new technology. I've always been kind of a Luddite, even from a young age. But uh, I, I got this iPod, and I was getting CDs out of the library. And before I knew it, I was like obsessed with just like collecting this digital library of music and just like discovering what was out there. And I just got into that more and more. And then I eventually just wanted to feel like uh, I could become a part of that in some way through uh, making music of my own. And the other part of that question that I first brought up forever ago was how did Huimin and I meet? And it's pretty simple. We met on OkCupid. We uh, are both from, well, she's from Long Island originally, but uh, from a fairly young age grew up in the same area as me. Uh, so we knew a lot of the same people, had a lot in common. I also have a feeling that's a lovely story that will also uh, be for another day, whenever you guys are interested. But uh, part of uh, her appeal is she's such a good singer. And eventually I taught her some of my songs. We worked out harmony parts, and it's just really cool. It's really nice to do together, and I hope we can keep it up. So kind of blazing through the last couple of these, someone with the initials SC wants me to talk about community. Um, I guess this kind of ties into uh, the real-life topics, talking about life's difficulties that TK brought up earlier, but um, just kind of observing uh, community in general, I suppose, um, the crises that some people have to live with. Um, yeah, if I uh, can get more specific, that's definitely something I can address. Um, my quick thoughts on that for now is that, at least in American society, community is sorely undervalued. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of lonely people out there that don't know where to go 
how to really feel part of something bigger. I mean, if they have families, that's great. That's one thing. They at least have that. But it's like, it feels like everybody just exists to go to work and then come home and watch TV by themselves and repeat. Um, no, you got stuff here and there like athletics and um, some people go to church for community, which makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I'm into music, so I can bond with a lot of other people and musicians over music. feel fortunate to have that. I'm sure there's plenty of other examples you could come up with as well, but there's also a lot of people that uh, they don't have something like that and they're kind of isolated. And uh, that sucks. And uh, if my music helps those people, that that's awesome. That's really uh, encouraging to think I could I could have that kind of impact. Um, it's another reason I continue to do this, I suppose. And if any of you guys have, again, with all this stuff, if you listening to this, if you have a story you want to share with me, uh, that's what this is here for. So please don't be afraid to reach out. I would love to hear more from anybody listening to this. Uh, someone with the initials CA asks, how to get started if you want to make music? I'm going to take this question to mean how do you literally put music together? Um, the, uh, the question of becoming a musician being a separate thing for a second. How do you just get into making music? And that's a great question. And there's definitely a lot of ways to go about it, depending on you, what you want to do. Um, I will say the way that I became able to make music, there were a few different steps. Um, like I said before, I learned how to play the keyboard, piano, whatever you want to call it. And I think that's really important to be able to play an instrument. It's not required, but if you want to write songs that have chord progressions and kind of more nuanced melodies and uh, you want to be able to play something and sing at the same time an instrument like piano or guitar is really great for that um, and that really comes with years of practice unfortunately there's no super quick way around it you uh, decide the instrument you're going to play, and you maybe take lessons, or maybe you watch videos on YouTube, but you just got to be super patient and give it a lot of time. Just take baby steps, and eventually you will get to a place that you are pretty happy with, and you'll be able to play original stuff, or you'll be able to play the covers you've always wanted to play. It's just a matter of time and effort. And um, so that's as far as playing an instrument goes. If you want to record, there are a lot of awesome digital audio workstations, DAWs for short. There's a lot of awesome softwares out there. You just need a computer. Uh, you need really any music software will do. There's a few that are better than others, I think. I use Ableton. Works best for me. Other people use Pro Tools which I have mixed feelings about. You have Logic, um, you got Reason, you got Fruity Loops, Studio One, I think, is that one? Reaper, you got a ton, but you just pick whatever looks good to you and you get familiar with it. You learn the ins and outs, how to 
record, do multi-track recording, working with effects, but 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 again, something that uh, YouTube basically. Any of this, just go to YouTube. They got a million awesome tutorial videos. But you need the computer with the software, and you will also need an audio interface, something basically to handle sounds for your computer. I have the RME Babyface, which is a mini version of the Fireface, and it's worked for me great for years. I think I've had it for almost five years at this point. It's a little thing, uh, but I plug all my microphones into it. I can like plug a bass right directly into it, and then I uh, also plug it out to uh, my speakers. Speakers are important to have if you want to uh, mix. But um, really, the, the core of what you need is just to have an idea of what you're trying to do, know what tools you need to do that, and then learn how to use those tools. Maybe that's an oversimplification, but that's the core of it. And with that, I, I've worried that I've rambled in a monotone voice for long enough and uh, been sniffing into the microphone and all that. So I hope I haven't grossed you guys out. And hopefully I will uh, sound better next time I do this. I'm thinking of having this podcast be a weekly thing because it's pretty easy to do. I just sit down at my desk and just yammer on for a while. Uh, again, questions and feedback, all that stuff is super appreciated. Uh, that's, that's my compass. That's what helps me uh, figure out why I'm doing this and how to make it better. So always appreciate that. For now, I don't think I have anything else to say. In the future, you know, if I have special exclusive messages and I'll share uh, discount codes with you guys and all that stuff, this will be a, a place for that. You'll get the, the inside scoop kind of as a treat for really uh, for checking me out. But for now, I'll just say uh, thanks for listening, and I hope to talk to you again soon.